Well, good morning. In case you were sleeping and you heard the slamming of the door, that was just a wake-up call to everybody this morning. So glad you're all here this morning, and we're going to begin by singing the doxology, and it's found in your red hymnal number 549. The doxology number 549. is number 710. In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence, and his children will have a refuge. Be silent before God, my soul. He bears my salvation. Yes, he is my rock and help, my fortress. I will not be shaken. Whoever sits in the shadow of the highest, who sleeps in the shade of the Almighty, the eternal God is your dwelling place. And underneath are the everlasting arms. Confess that the Lord is good, that his kindness endures. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is number 445, More About Jesus I Would Know. Number 445, More About Jesus I Would Know. Oh. 
Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Our gracious God, we come before you with heavy hearts this morning of the different things that have been taking place in our lives. Lord, we've been facing different challenges, different situations. And many times this week, God, we have cried out to you to try to find some guidance, trying to find some understanding about the situations we find ourselves in. But God, you remind us in that openness to you that you are always there with us, that you have never left us, you have never forsaken us. And God, as we call out to you, even in our darkest times and our darkest thoughts, we can see the light of you in our lives. And we praise you and we thank you for that. We think of the needs that we have in our lives. We think of the needs of family members, the needs of friends, the needs of patients throughout this medical center, the needs of the staff that are working today. Lord, we lift them up to you in prayer. We also think of the family members that will be visiting today. Lord, we lift them up to you in prayer as well. We'd ask that your presence would be with them and that you would comfort them emotionally and spiritually with your presence. And Lord, we just are so grateful that you give us this wonderful opportunity to come here and to freely worship you as one body of believers in your Son, Jesus Christ. And we are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for praying with me this morning. Our next hymn is number 442, Have Thine Own Way. Number 442, Have Thine Own Way.
Our scripture reading this morning is found in Colossians chapter 3, beginning with verse 9. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices, have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, or free. But Christ is all and is in all. Amen. God, we are so thankful for the worship that we have had thus far. And Lord, in the way that we have sung our hymns and read scripture and have prayed to you, you have given us thoughts of things in our lives that we need to work on, but also thoughts of things that you give us joy because we know that you have been working in our lives. And God, I would ask that you would just help me now. In Christ's name, amen. The reason why I just ended my prayer with the thoughts of the ways that you've been working in our lives is I was singing the last song here, Have Thine Own Way with All of You. I had a realization that I haven't thought about in years. When I was in high school, and this has nothing to do with our sermon, when I was in high school, I used to be part of a Christian singing group. And the director of the singing group would always ask me to sing that hymn in a solo every time that we practiced. And I did that. But I never sung that song publicly in front of anybody. And there was just that realization that he was making me sing that song for who? For me. Yeah. And I just had that realization. And it's been a long time since I've been in high school. And as I was singing that song, I just had that realization that he was asking me to sing that song for me and for no one else. That little stinker. I'm going to have to, he's still alive. I'm going to have to email him. And he'll probably laugh and chuckle. And he'll probably remember that he used to make me sing that song. Anyway, just a thought to share with you this morning. We're going to continue this morning with our series that we have been preaching on. And we started off a couple of weeks ago with doubting yourself, and then we went into negative thinking, and then fear of failure, criticizing yourself and others. Today it's going to be negative self-talk, and hopefully next week, well, it won't be next week. It'll be week after. It'll be procrastination, and then the fear of success, and then people-pleasing. But today it's going to be negative self-talk. And of course, it would not be a great sermon unless I had an illustration from one of my grandchildren to provide to you that fits in to our sermon quite nicely. You know, Lynn and I, we have four adult children and we have 14 grandchildren, so I always have plenty of sermon examples any time I spend any time with my grandkids. 
And this week was no exception. Our oldest son asked us to come over for a couple of days and watch his children, our grandchildren, another set of three, different ones than we talked about last week, because his wife, Brittany, had provided to him a nice surprise. My son is a follower of Garth Brooks. He loves Garth Brooks' music. And so they actually flew to Charleston, South Carolina, to see Garth Brooks in concert on Friday night. And so we got a chance to watch the kids for a couple of days, and that's always interesting, to say the least. In fact, on Friday evening when they had the concert, my son actually took a little clip, video clip from his phone, Garth Brooks singing Unanswered Prayer, if you know that song. And he sent that to me, because whether he knows it or not, he got to know Garth Brooks by his father playing Garth Brooks' music when he was younger. And one of the songs that I would play pretty much, not all the time, but a lot, was Unanswered Prayer. I was at seminary at the time, trying to make some career decisions as to where I want to go and, and, and do ministry, and that song was very much on my heart. But this week we had a really interesting experience because Lynn got to take our granddaughter Addison to school on Friday morning. And it was actually a special day because they were going to give out awards to certain students throughout the school. In fact, a student from each class was going to receive this very special award. And the award that Addison received was for honesty. Her classmates and her teachers selected her as being the most honest student in her class. In fact, as Lynn was telling me about the circumstances regarding the honesty award, she actually got a little teary-eyed because it's quite an honor to be there when you see any of your children or grandchildren receive something special. And in this case, she received that very special award of honesty. And this is what it says on the award. Thank you in these ways for transmitting this community, not only, not less, but greater and more beautiful than it was transmitted to us. And there's a quote here on the certificate from George Washington. I hope... I shall always possess firmness and virtue enough to maintain the character of an honest man, George Washington. And so when I was thinking about our sermon today about negative self-talk, I was thinking about the award that Addison received for her honesty and how much you and I need to understand that as we think about ourselves, we think about who we are as God's creation, we think about the things in terms of how we see ourselves, and that is what I want to discuss with you this morning. I don't necessarily preach, I teach more than I preach, right? I think some of you would agree with that. And I do have things relating to a lecture here during the sermon, so don't be surprised. But as I discuss with you, 
your self-image and my self-image. How we see ourselves is where we get that negative self-talk about ourselves. You know, those little, as I call them, those little gremlins that appear on our shoulders, you know, and talk to us, not audibly, let me make that clear, you know what I'm talking about, but gives us that thoughts about the things that we need to work on. You know, you shouldn't do this, or you're a bad person, or you should do this, and you didn't do that. You know, those little gremlins that we have that kind of speak, if you will, in a figure of speech here, about ourselves in a negative way. And I think we all have those gremlins, do we not? We all have those gremlins that we try to put aside that tells us that we're no good and that we have not amounted to anything and look at all the problems that we have created and look at all the bad things that we've done. You see, I have that list too, just like you do. But the scriptures that we read this morning reminds us that we have a new image before God. That all of those things that are negative about who we are, they no longer exist in the eyes of God. And that's how God sees us. God does not see us in a negative way. Because we have taken on that new nature. And we no longer practice that old nature, that old image, that old self with its practices. We put on that new self. Which we are renewed in our relationship with God. Every day. Every day we are renewed. And consequently the image that we should have about ourselves is one in which we are good. Not because ourself is good, but because God is good. Because of God's grace is good. Because of the fact that God loves you and loves me, that is good. And God loves the entire world and everyone that's on it. That's good. Because within our own lives, we seem to forget about the image and the knowledge that God has about us. And it is all good because in our lives we are renewed in the knowledge, in the image of the Creator, the Creator of God. The last couple of weeks on one of the movie channels they were showing Logan's Run, and I don't know if you're familiar with that science fiction movie, but there's a part in Logan's Run where... They are talking about people being renewed. Actually, they're being executed and put to death. They're not being renewed. But within our lives, the renewness is life. The renewness that we have within our lives, within the image of the Creator, is one that gives us eternal life. And one that gives us the understanding of the grace and love that God wants us to have. Now here's the education part. For those of you that remember your psychology classes in high school or in college, they talk about the Johari window. Are you familiar with that? 
The Jahari window has four stages, one in which you are open. In other words, you're known to self and to others. Number two, the other stage is you are blind, not known to self, but known to others. Number three is hidden, known to self, but not known to others. And number four, unknown, not known to self or others. And so they try to give you that image about yourself, and they try to give you those four classifications to be open, to be blind, to be hidden, and to be unknown. God tells us that everything about us is known. I don't know how I come across to you. I hope I come across okay. But you know what? In the eyes of God, all of us come across okay. Because we have been created in the image of God. And it is in that self-image as we look to be renewed in the knowledge and the understanding of our relationship with God that we see that within our own lives something very special has taken place. When we came to know Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, a revolution took place. A change took place within our own lives. And we took on that new nature of God. Because it is in that new nature that we heard and that we responded and we learned and we understood about God's grace. And I think... That is a revolution that is an ongoing process for us. And if you know anything about the history of the United States, you know that we began with a revolution. And I would provide arguments that that revolution has continued throughout our history. There's always that sense of independence that we want to maintain in our character. God wants us to maintain a similar spiritual independence, knowing that we are an image created in God's image, and that our new nature is created in God's nature, that our new practices are created in God's practices. To be independent, not from God, but to be independent from the world in which we live in. And if we were a Baptist church, I should be hearing an amen by about now. And you're all laughing, I know. We don't do that here, but that's good. There we go, all right. But you know, it is in that independence that God wants us to be from the world. To be independent from what the world says the way life should be. To be independent from what the world says is honest. And to think about my granddaughter Addison receiving this award, when Lynn told me about it, my initial reaction was, I hope that honesty stays with her all the way through adulthood. 
And that's what God says to each and every one of us. When we come before God as children, with an open faith, an open heart, an open mind, God reminds us that He loves us and He accepts us just for the way that we are. And in doing so, we understand that having that independence from the world reminds us that we have been rescued by God and that we are in God's arms always. His presence and His love is always there wrapped around us. That you and I have that independence from the world because in fact we've been reconciled to God completely, made dependent upon Him. And we did all those things when we received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Because the Scriptures remind us this morning that in the eyes of God, none of us are any different. We are all the same. We are all equal before God. And that should give us that independence from the world that God wants us to have. Independence in our behavior about things that people say you should be doing or not doing. You say, no, no, no. I'm following God. I am independent from what the world says is important because God says it is not important. I am going to be independent from the world because I understand that God has provided me a different way to look at things in my life because He's given me a different image. And when we do those things, when we work on doing those things, that negative self-talk that takes us down, that brings us down, no longer applies. Think about the negative self-talk that you do. Who and what is suggesting those things? If we were honest about it to ourselves, it is the world that is telling us those things, that is providing that negative self-image about ourselves. It's not coming from God. And that's why we need to be independent from the things of the world. Because those things do not give us the freedom that God wants us to have in our daily lives. The independence that God wants us to have is from those things that make us a slave. Those things that keep us in darkness. God has taken us away from all that. He has rescued us. He has reconciled us. He has created that revolution in us so we despise the world. Not the people in the world. But we despise those things that are trying to bind us, trying to chain us up, trying to put us in prison from those ideas. And God says we are independent of those things because you are dependent on me and the relationship 
that I have given you. And it is in that image of God that our relationship now rests. Because we have taken on that new nature in Christ. You and I have been given a new humanity about who we are. You and I have been given a new community. And it functions on the basis of the church of Jesus Christ. It functions on the basis of you and I loving each other. It's that new community that transcends all the racial and religious and cultural and social barriers. For you see, God has made us independent of those things. He has set us free from those things. And then we see within our own daily lives that true renewal that takes place, that gives us life, that gives us life in the present, that gives us life for tomorrow, that gives us life into eternity. And we see that renewedness with those eyes of independence from the world. And we see that we have been restored, we have been made whole before God. And in doing so, there is no longer any need for us to talk negatively about ourselves. Because God has said to us in our relationship through His Son, Jesus Christ, that you are good. That you are good because of God's grace. That you are good because of God's love. That you are good because I have created you to be one of my sons and one of my daughters. And he says those things because he doesn't want us to be blind to the things of life. He doesn't want us to have things hidden in our lives. He doesn't want us to have things that are unknown. He wants all of those things to be open. Because if we are open before God, not only do we know ourselves, but we know ourselves truly as for who God wants us to be. And if we are walking in the relationship with God that He wants us to have, then we have the ability to see ourselves as others see us because we are following and walking in the image of God. And because of that, we see the positive things that are taking place in our lives the things that we are doing, always moving forward. And yes, there are times when it's two steps forward and one step back. But remember this, you are making progress to the relationship that God wants you always to have. That you are making progress from the independence of the way the world thinks, from the independence in the way the world operates, from the independence of the darkness that the world wants you to be in. And you see the light. 
you follow the light the light of the goodness that God has given you the light about yourself and the revelation and the revolution of how God sees you not how other people see you people in your past will always remember who you were in the past but God does not see that he sees who you are in the present he sees you with the correct perspective and the correct image as being one of his and in doing so our life takes place in fullness in richness in wealth unimagined because of what we are able to do and see about ourselves and our walk with God every day. Amen. Please take a few moments and we will prepare our hearts for communion remembering the independence that we have from this world and the relationship that God wants us to have in our image as his creation. Let us pray. Our gracious God, thank you for reminding us of our relationship with you. God, I don't know what to say other than thank you for loving all of us just for the way that we are that you see no difference in any of us, that we are all the same. And God, I just thank you that we can publicly celebrate that relationship with you as we take communion together as one body of believers in your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
For I receive from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake together. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Our closing hymn this morning is number 412, Have You Been to Jesus?
Let us pray. Our gracious God, thank you for reminding us all this morning how independent you want us to be from the world and rely totally on you for all things. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for coming.